Welcome to Best Friends Horror Story. Two best friends, one creepy podcast. I'm Julie. And I'm Christine. We review horror movies and talk about different types of horror stories. Because not all horror stories are full of ghosts, ghouls, and demons. Some are full of real-life monsters. So sit back and enjoy the show. Hi, friends. Our hello. We're back. Back. Guess who's back? <laughs> back again. We're back to talk about our namesake <laughs> of the podcast. Best Friends Horror Story, a.k.a. comes from American Horror Story. Yes. Really interesting story, actually. When Christine and I first became friends, we kind of had this mutual adoration for American Horror Story. I had started watching it by myself, and then Chase kind of started watching it by proxy. And when we met, we got to talking about things that we liked, and, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, you want to go do karate in the garage? (laughs) You want to go watch American Horror Story? Yeah, for us it was, oh, you watch American Horror Story? I watch American Horror Story. And then we realized that we live so close that Julie could just come over and watch it at my house. Yeah, and we didn't have cable at the time, so it was easier for me to just go over there, so... Every third Wednesday, Wednesday night, at 10 p.m. Yep, I would go over and we would watch American Horror Story, mm-hmm. and we did that for how many seasons? Oh Lord, I don't even know. Because did we start on Asylum? We, or... I want to say we started on Asylum. I think I we did. I don't know what year that was that it either. came out. I didn't even put it in my notes. <laughs> Good job. Either Good job. way, uh, so we've watched pretty much every season after that together with Mm -hmm. the exception of this last one but we'll get into that (laughs) the reasons why but first i have a horror story (laughs) yeah and it actually has to do with christine's dog oh (laughs) freya (laughs) so basically what happened was a couple times a week i go and walk freya and it's usually in the afternoon i get off fairly early from work so it's a dog share program it is a dog share program uh freya is my timeshare dog and but so, i pay you yes you pay me <laughs> so i'll go over and i'll give her like a little walk around the neighborhood and freya is probably one of the most chill dogs when she's just walking next to you and having a good time when she's with somebody she knows and trusts she's an insanely well-behaved dog. Yeah. But if you get other people involved. surrounding people involved, then she, she doesn't really, not that she doesn't know what to do, she just doesn't like it. No, she doesn't. Especially- You've taken her out of her comfort zone. Yes. By introducing somebody who she doesn't know, who's speaking in a voice she's never heard, who's doing actions that she's not used to, and she's just like, get away from us. We were fine before you came here. Yes. <laughs> Last week, I was walking Freya. We were just walking down the road. This car pulls up on the side of the street that we're walking on in this little gravel sort of side driveway. And I just assumed that the person lived in this house and was just parking their car. So I moved to the other side of the street because I didn't want Freya to freak the crap out. As we're passing, this older lady gets out of the car and she says, can I pet him? And I'm like, well, it's not a him. <laughs> I that. She's a girl. <laughs> and I was like, she doesn't really do well when she's on a leash with people she doesn't know. She gets really excited. So, you know, maybe another time. I was very polite about it. I wasn't a bitch. And wasn't Freya growling at this point already? Yeah, Freya was (laughs) growling at her. And it wasn't like a playful, like, bark. It was like, I'm growling at you, get away from me Mm -hmm. kind of thing. This woman looks at me and she goes, well, you're not her owner, are you? 
And then in my brain, the the little thing that I have in my brain snapped and went, I no longer have to be life nice to you. And I basically said, well, I don't understand how that really matters. This dog clearly doesn't know you and clearly doesn't want you around. At this point, Freya is continually growling at her. She's backing up from her. Mm-hmm. The woman goes, well, I've met her before. And I said, it doesn't matter. She She's not okay with this situation. At this point, I kind of got in between Freya and this lady who was on the opposite side of the street from us and I gave her a treat and I got her to sit and I gave her a treat and I was like okay come on let's go and so Freya just starts trotting away like she normally does I expected this woman to go inside the house no she gets in her car and drives away so she saw you walking her parks the car and is like hey can I pet this dog yeah and I'm like, in my head, I'm going, you know, I wouldn't put it past Christine to stop her car somewhere and be like, hey, can here's, I say your Here's dog? the thing, though. Uh, when I was telling Chase this story, he goes, okay, so you're the craziest dog person I know, yeah. being me. Right. He's like, and you have never stopped your car or even rolled down your window. To ask like, to pet somebody's to dog. To be like, can I pet your dog? Yeah. Um, I have people all the time, they'll yell out of their windows when they're driving. Beautiful dog, except it sounds like, beautiful dog. <laughs> right, because it's like, oh. And I just like put my hand up and wave. Like, I heard you. <laughs> Thank Thanks you. for the compliment. And she thanks you as well. Yeah. It was really weird. Was it a bl- light blue car? No, it was like a gray Honda Fit. Well, oh, so I actually know who this woman is. Okay. She happened to scare Freya and I one time while we were on a walk. We were rounding a corner. She was rounding the corner as well. There was foliage and trees involved, so we couldn't see one another. Mm -hmm. So when Freya gets scared, she barks and backs up really quick. Yes. You know, and she's a 110, 115 pound dog. So that looks like aggression to a lot of people, but she's really just scared. This old woman was like, oh, and I, I always preface it with like, oh, are you scared talking to Freya? So people don't think that she's like going to attack them because Mm -hmm. she's not. Yeah. She's just like, get me out of here. (laughs) This old woman was like, oh, I didn't mean to scare you. And I'm like, oh, it's okay. And I'm like, trying to get away from this woman and she's like asking me all these questions about Freya and Freya starts growling at this lady and this lady's like can I pet him and I'm like oh it's not a him it's a her and she's not really feeling it and the woman comes at us with her arm outstretched and Freya freaks out I was like you know what maybe another time like today's not the day you just scared her like she's not gonna let you pet her and so she like smiles and she's like okay and then she turns around and she's like I just wanted to say hi like like she's mad about it. I was like, okay, whatever. And then we're walking again and we see this woman and she has all these dog treats in her back pocket, like homemade dog treats. Cause they look like giant milk bones, but they don't have the milk bone like okay. marking on them. Right. And she's like, I give these to all the neighborhood dogs. And Freya's like, <laughs> like hating this woman. Like she remembered her from scaring us before. And she's like, maybe she'll just let me give it to her. And I was like, try. And so she goes to hand Freya the milk bone and Freya just like snatches it out of her hand as quick as possible and then runs as to the end of the leash Mm -hmm. lays down on the ground will not turn her back to this woman and just stares at her as she's eating it and in my head I'm like does this lady have like 
bodies in her basement or something. Why right? does my dog hate her so badly? Right? And she's like, do you think he'll let me pet him? And I'm like, again, it's not, it's a, not a boy. It's a girl. Her name's Freya. We've met you before. And we've met her a handful of times since then. Mm -hmm. But she like, she always tries to pet Freya and Freya's like, fuck you. Get yeah. away from me. Like she, and she's pulled up beside us before in her Honda, which is why I, there's a blue one that drives around, which is why I thought it was that one. Mm -hmm. But now that I'm remembering it, it is like a gray color. Mm -hmm. And she'd stop and be like, beautiful dog. And I'm like, yeah, we've met you like a handful of times. Yeah. So I think she's just some crazy lady that just is around and likes dogs a lot and probably who I will end up being. <laughs> right. But the thing for me is like you hear all the time about people kidnapping dogs. Yeah. Like showing up and like breaking into houses or backyards and kidnapping dogs. Yeah. And I was ready to roundhouse this woman. Yeah. I was like, I don't know who you are. This dog obviously doesn't like you. And I like to think that animals are a pretty good judge of character. Mm -hmm. Pretty much any time that I have met somebody that I've been like, mm, I don't know about you. And there's an animal around and they're like, I'm staying as far away from you as possible. That's a pretty good indication that you, there's something wrong with you. Yeah, because Freya doesn't act like that with everybody. We Like, no. she'll just act excited. And I'm like, okay, there's a 115-pound dog that's really excited, and this person might not be about it. Right. And so that's why I kind of hold the leash tighter, and I'm like, okay, let's not say hello. Because mm -hmm. she's one of the most gentle creatures when it comes to kids oh, or for babies. Sure. She will pull me down the street to go say hello to a child. Yeah. She's really sweet. It's just, I, she's unpredictable when it comes to just people walking towards us on a walk. Yeah. Like, will she ignore them sometimes? Yes. Will she want to run across the street and say hello and scare somebody? Yes. It's just, it just kind of depends on the person and the situation and have I told her to leave it or not. And right. So. Yeah, that was, it was just really weird. And being the type of person that I am, I'm very overprotective mm -hmm. of my friends and family and like people around me that I care about. I was already prepared in my head that if this woman started walking across the street, I was basically going to be like, either you get back in your car and go somewhere else or I'm calling the cops because you're weird and you're creepy and I'm not about this life. <laughs> yeah, we haven't seen her in a really long time and the last time we saw her, Freya immediately started growling and I was like, we gotta find a way around this woman because yeah. she, she walks around the neighborhood kind of the same time as us and so I was like, we if we see her, we're just gonna turn around. Yeah. Honestly, what you were saying before about people who like steal dogs and whatnot, mm -hmm. honestly, I would love to see somebody try. Right? And, it's the, and in my head, I'm like, so you're going to try and put this 110 pound dog in your Honda Fit and at the same time hey, try and keep me at bay? Hey, I put Apollo, our 170 pound dog, yes. in my Sebring Chrysler <laughs> sedan. And he always looked very, very just kind of like, I don't know what I'm doing in here. I don't know what to do with my paws. Right. But he he literally took up the entire back seat and it was he hilarious. But poor Apollo, rest in peace. Rest in peace, one. Apollo. The time is now. It's that time, friends. We are going to be talking about and ranking the seasons of American Horror Story. Yes, we're going to go chronologically seasons one through eight. Um, is it through eight? Yes, through eight because fuck season nine. But we'll get into that later. Yes. 
So the first season wasn't actually called anything until they started making more. Yes. So it was just American Horror Story. Then they started making more. They started naming them. First season is called Murder House. I actually didn't watch it when it came out on FX because I heard about it later. I had to go down the street to a video store, one of the last video stores in Seattle, actually. It's called uh, Reckless Video. Great place. In North Seattle. I had to rent all of, I think it was like on three or four DVDs. Yes. And I watched them by myself and I started getting so freaked out that I would have to watch it during the daytime with all of my windows and shades open and I would have to sit on the couch with my 170 pound Great Dane. Like, he's gonna protect me with his bum leg. (laughs) Right? He'll just sort of bark at them. But remember, he lost his voice. That's right. So my my former Great Dane had laryngeal paralysis and he used to be able to bark and then all of a sudden it was like, he sounded like somebody snipped his vocal cords and started... (gasps) <laughs> and I'm like, you're a 170 pound animal and you sound like you're a little poodle <laughs> that got know. your vocal cords snipped. It I was know. so sad. Good for apartment life because then he wouldn't bark and, right. and make anybody mad. Anyways, back to Murder House. Murder House had to deal with ghosts and also demons and like a, there was a serial killer aspect. There was. Um, because, because of Tate. Yes. And they referenced the Black Dahlia murder. That is right. Which if you don't know what that is, uh, go read about it. It's super interesting. Read that book and educate yourself. Right? <laughs> so basically this family moves from, where was it, Boston? I think so. And they moved from the East Coast to the West Coast. And you get the sense that it was because Dylan McDermott's character cheated on his wife, who was Connie Britton's character. Yes. One of his his uh, patients, because he was a uh, psychiat- psychiatrist, because yes. he could actually prescribe medication. Yes. And so they move here for like a new start, and then turns out that it's a murder house, yeah, the house that they live in and it's like everybody gets murdered in one way or another that lives there and it's yes. actually on some kind of hollywood murder tour and it actually is i have been to this house it's a real house mm. and you can take a hollywood murder tour it's actually done by this company called dearly departed tours and they take you by there and it is a real house and it's actually pretty cool yeah. The neighbor is Jessica Lange. She is just creepy the whole time. It's like she is super nice and helpful, and then all of a sudden she, like, chastises them for one reason or another. Mm-hmm. She has a daughter. Do we remember the daughter's name? Addie. Addie, that's right. Um, she has Down syndrome, and she's also in a couple other seasons of American Horror Story. She's absolutely fantastic. Oh, she's amazing. I, I love her so much. <laughs> I wish that she was in every single season, but she was but what we got from her was amazing. Everybody dies in one way or another in this season and then haunts the house. Yes. Dylan McDermott, Jessica Lange, Connie Britton, Evan Peters, who plays Jessica Lange's son. He kind of, he's a teen, angsty teen. Oh God, he's so angsty. He goes to his school and shoots it up and then he goes home and sits on his bed and the FBI comes and shoots him. So he haunts the house as well. Yes. He actually gets, how do you say her name again? Tice. Thaisa Farmiga. Thaisa Farmiga, who plays, I believe, Zoe. Violet. Oh, Violet. She's Zoe and Coven. Yes. Damn it. (laughs) He gets Violet to fall in love with him and then convinces her to commit suicide. So she haunts the house as well. And then towards the end, Connie Britton's character gets pregnant. She thinks by Dylan McDermott, but it's actually Zachary Quinto. 
in this like weird bondage kind of outfit. No, it was Evan Peters. Oh, it was Evan Peters because they made you think that it was Zachary Quinto because he actually brought that into his relationship. And because it was a ghost, she then births the demon baby. The the Antichrist, basically. And Jessica Lange is like, someone to love. And takes the baby as her own and that's pretty much how Murder House ends. Yes. And you're like, whoa, is this going to be coming up in other episodes? I hope so, because you just kind of left me hanging. Right. And the great thing about this TV series is that you don't really have to watch a season to get another season. There are a few crossovers. So sometimes you may be like, I don't know who that person is, but they're making it seem like they're important. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But you can watch them independently of each other. Yeah. Which is nice. So the next one we're going to talk about is Asylum. I don't know why... I think I actually started with Asylum and then I went back and watched Murder House Oh, because I saw Asylum and went, ooh, this looks really interesting. So Asylum deals with mental patients, crazy doctor experiments, and also aliens. Which was so random. Aliens. So random. Super random. Evan Peters, stars Evan Peters, Jessica Lange again, Sarah Paulson, Dylan McDermott, Zachary Quinto, James Cromwell, and Lily Rabe. Evan Peters' character gets wrongly put into an, an insane asylum because he's convinced that aliens have stolen his wife. Sarah Paulson is a reporter and she tries to go in undercover to this insane asylum and like prove that they're doing wrong things, which they totally are. Jessica Lange and Lily Rabe play nuns. Yes. Actually, and Lily Rabe's character gets possessed by a demon, Satan, something, which I find totally interesting. So I was there for that. Yeah. James Cromwell plays this crazy doctor who's doing all these experiments, taking off people's limbs and giving them diseases. There's actually a whole episode where a woman shows up to the insane asylum it's called Briarcliff and she claims to be Anne Frank that's right and she claims to know him from the concentration camps as a Nazi doctor Mm -hmm. which is crazy and they you know they they actually think she's Anne Frank that episode was nuts yeah. It was a great episode, though. And then there's a sillier, sillier? serial killer <laughs> called Bloody Face. Oh, Bloody Face. You find out later that Bloody Face is Zachary Quinto's character, who is like the asylum psychologist, sci- asylum psychiatrist, one or the other. And that he is like raping all the patients and like committing murders outside the asylum. And he ends up uh, actually raping Sarah Paulson's character, and she tries to have a self-afflicted abortion but it just doesn't work Mm -hmm. and he ends up taking her out of the asylum and making her have the baby and then the baby ends up being Dylan McDermott and he tries to basically show up on her doorstep years later and kill her but does not succeed yeah yeah that that season was pretty crazy it jumped all over the place with all the things that it had in it Mm -hmm. and it, it really was all over the place Plus, you have the whole episode where they play the name game in the room where they sing the the song. 
They played that song over and over and over and over and over. And you're like, okay, we get it. Yeah. We get it. We hear you. We hear you. We get it. All right. Season three was Coven, which deals with witchcraft, voodoo, and also has a little hint of zombieism mm -hmm. in it. Um, so basically it starts out with Taisa, what's her name? Rumiga. As Zoe. She's having sex with her boyfriend and he dies. He does die. I'm like, girl, you got that magic pussy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And so basically, she gets sent off to this like special school that's run by Jessica Lange. In, and I think her best role in American Horror Story as by Supreme. Far. She doesn't. Also, Emma Roberts is in this season. Um, Sarah Paulson plays Jessica Lange's daughter. Jessica Lange is the supreme witch in this special school for girls. Who was the gal that played Precious? Gabrielle 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 yeah. Uh She is in it as well. And Lily Rabe. And they're all in the school for girls and so they can learn to hone their craft. Mm -hmm. It goes along, like, basically witches are against people who do voodoo. Who's the guy? Papa Leg shows up. So you have Angela Bassett who plays Marie Laveau. And who's Marie Laveau? She's the queen of voodoo. Voodoo queen. And then you have Kathy Bates playing Madame LaLaurie. These both are historical figures. She... Oh, we forgot to mention it's based down in New Orleans. Yes, it is. <laughs> and Madame LaLaurie basically was a woman of relatively noble birth and she kept many, many slaves and she tortured them and killed them for her own amusement. And it was a very terrible thing. You can actually visit her house in New Orleans. You can't go inside, I don't think, but I do know that there's a museum down there that describes all of her crimes. It's very, it was a very horrible, horrible thing. They're amazing. <laughs> They're both yeah. amazing. They, Especially Angela Bassett's arms. They do a great oh, job. Yeah, I feel like <laughs> they just need to credit Angela Bassett's arms all by herself because she has some, she has great arms. Yeah. <laughs> Did I mention before that? Papa Legba. Yes. Yeah. Um, Papa Legba is essentially a, a guardian of, of the underworld of the dead. Angela Bassett essentially gets him to do some of her bidding. <laughs> yes, that's true. Yes. Evan Peters plays this frat guy. The new witches are taken by Emma Roberts, who supposedly is some kind of like actress diva who's like, I want to get out of here and go to the party. So they go to this frat house party and they don't actually, I don't know if they actually do it or they do do it, but there's this group of frat boys who drug her and rape her and they video it. I think. And Evan Peters like tries to stop it and Thaisa's character Zoe ends up taking Emma Roberts out. Emma Roberts like kills a bunch of the frat guys with her magic and then gets in trouble for having done that. But in the process kills Evan Peters character, the frat guy. And they're like, oh no, what do we do? And they end up putting him back together. Like they go to the, the, morgue. the morgue where he's being held and they sew all these different parts together and then bring him back to life, but he's like this mindless zombie. They take him back to his house, to where his mom is. Patty Lapone. <laughs> she plays, <laughs> Patty Lapone plays his mom and it's amazing. <laughs> yes. Like, oh, you're here, you're back. And like, welcomes him in, but he like, isn't the same. Yeah. So that's the the whole zombie aspect. And let's not forget the fact that Zoe is very excited because she can have sex with him and it doesn't affect him because he's already dead. Yeah. Yes. And she gets really She's excited like, about that. Yeah. But then it becomes 
becomes this weird fight between her and Emma Roberts' character because Emma Roberts' character likes him too. And so they're like basically fighting over this zombie boy. Let's see. Because that's life, you that's know? A, that's life when you're an angsty teen. Right. Gabrielle Sedebe, there's this weird part with her and this Minotaur. I'm not really sure what was going on there. Basically, there has to be a new Supreme. It is brought up that Jessica Lange's character has cancer, even though she's a witch. She has cancer and she's going to die. So they have to go through the witches in this, um, this coven have to basically prove themselves to be the next supreme and they have to do all these different trials like basically visit the underworld and come back and like stop time and you know all these different kinds of things and who ends up being the new supreme even though it tries to be emma roberts tries to do it sarah paulson sarah paulson her daughter uh she actually ends up becoming blind because she gets acid thrown in her face <laughs> she is the next reigning coven supreme and jessica lane actually dies from cancer yes so season four i really liked season four i did too i really enjoyed season four mostly because there was i mean the cast was stellar up Mm -hmm. until this point the cast has been great but this cast in particular was so good yeah cast we're talking about freak show season four talks about circus freaks and twisty the clown oh god twisty. one of the creepiest characters in all of american horror story in my personal oh, opinion for sure jessica lange plays this uh ringleader for this freak show circus evan peters plays lobster boy. boy he has claw-like hands kathy bates is the bearded lady who's his mother who's his mother there was so much that went into this season that i'm not even sure where to start. It's about Jessica Lange and her group of freaks. They are existing in Jupiter, Florida in the 1950s, I believe. 1950s, mm-hmm. 1960s. Mm-hmm. It basically just chronos them being freaks and they're also dealing with, you know, people being prejudiced towards them, which is something that I can imagine that many freak show performers faced. And it also... Going along with that, there is a character played by Finn Whitrock, who's named Dandy. Oh, Dandy. And he is like a homicidal maniac. He falls in love with the freak show. Yes, for some reason. And he's obsessed with circuses. Like, you look at his room in his house, and it looks just like a child's room covered in, like, stuffed animals and circus tents and everything like that. But he's a total homicidal freak. He actually shows an interest in Sarah Paulson's character, who is the... The Siamese twin with two heads and he shows a real interest in her and I am not entirely sure if it's just him being fascinated with her or if he's sexually attracted to her or what it is but she is interested in Evan Peters character but he is interested in Emma Roberts character who claims to be a fortune teller but she's not she's actually just trying to swindle the freaks into giving up their teeny tiny little lady very sad what happens to her I'm not gonna give it away but you should definitely watch the season if you haven't Evan Peters (laughs) he makes extra money by going to Tupperware party and essentially using his claw hands 
to pleasure these women mm -hmm. and they pay him. It's actually really funny. Yeah, because they're all like coming out of the room and like adjusting themselves and then you find out what's actually going on in there and you're like, all these women are getting finger blasted by, by Evan Peters Evan and his Peters. Uh, lobster hands. And then you add in the Twisty the Clown element, which Ugh. is super duper creepy. But I think that this season was probably one of the better ones that they have. But Yeah. Twisty the Clown is this clown who walks around and wears this smiling... It's not... It just covers the bottom half of his face. It's this big smile. And at one point, I remember we were freaking we were out full. because his mask gets knocked off and he doesn't have a bottom jaw. No, he doesn't. And we were full on screaming. We were screaming. And of course, Apollo was losing his shit. <laughs> yeah. 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 That was mostly... We were just trying to get Apollo to settle down the entire time we were trying to watch American Horror Story. Yeah, pretty much. Anyways. Then. Oh, season five. Season five. Oh, God. Was, wasn't it Hotel? Yes. Enter Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga is on the scene. So Hotel deals with vampires, demons, serial killers, and also insane drug abuse. Yes. Insane drug abuse. Lots of people OD in the Hotel California, which is where it's set. Hotel Cortez. Oh, Hotel. Well, they were playing the Hotel California song. Yes, they That's were. That's why I thought that. Hotel Cortez. Evan Peters plays James March. Oh, God. And just his voice. Is the best. Is the best. Just watch the season to hear him talk or oh. look it up on YouTube. It's Evan amazing. Peters as James March. What was the thing that he always said? Was it like sport or something? He called everybody old sport. Old sport. The best line in that whole thing though is Finn Whitrock's character who plays this super crazy druggy dude. Says, and he's a model. Yeah, he's, he's a male a model. model. He says to him, Evan Peters' character is asking how he knows so much about him. And he says, well, I Googled you. And Evan Peters' character goes, well, that sounds obscene. <laughs> Scene. It starts out in the Hotel Cortez. One of the guys from New Girl, I can't remember his actual name, he goes to stay in this hotel and like gets insanely butt raped by this creature who has a drill for a dick, basically. Yeah, it's crazy. It comes out of nowhere. Too. Yeah, you're like, okay, this is where this season is going. There are ghosts that haunt the this hotel. There's vampires that are living in the hotel. Enter Lady Gaga, who does just an amazing job because she's basically just playing herself. She is. I mean, um, honestly. She's fabulous and wonderful. Come to find out she has been stealing children from around the, I think it's the Los Angeles area, Los and Angeles turning area. them into little, little vampires. vampires. And she has this whole setup for them and they live in coffins and play video games all day yeah. and they're her little pets. And you come to find out that she and James March actually used to be an item. Mm -hmm. She was also in love with Rudolph Valentino at one point and uh, he was murdered by James March and basically he's wants her all for himself. And the Hotel Cortez is actually based off of a real hotel that is in California called the Hotel Cecil. And it's on Skid Row, and it's where um, Richard Ramirez would stay when he was committing all the Night Stalker murders. And it also was the site of the case of Elisa Lamb, which if you haven't heard anything about that, I suggest you go look it up because it is an absolutely fascinating and very tragic case. But it is also based off H.H. H. Holmes, which Evan Peters' character is basically 
supposed to be H.H. Holmes, who had a hotel of sorts, a boarding house in Chicago. And he basically turned it into a death trap with trap doors and traps that people could fall into. And he was essentially America's first serial killer. I think Evan Peters really embodies that character. Yeah, he does a really good job. Yes. Um, Sarah Paulson is also in this, but she is just constantly smoking cigarettes and walking around the hotel being weird. Uh-huh. There are some characters who um, they're the ones that lost their son. One of the little boys that uh, Lady Gaga actually kidnaps. He's and a it's, detective. Yeah, he's a detective. His wife is a doctor. And their little girl actually plays a big part in this mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. But her parents end up dying in the Hotel Cortez and she goes back every Hallow's Eve to visit them. Mm-hmm. And her little brother as well because he's a little vampire child. Yes. And that's another thing. If you die in this hotel, you stay there. You stay there. You can't leave. And then you have, of course, Kathy Bates plays <laughs> she plays the front desk lady and she's there because Finn Whitrock plays her son. Nope, it's a different guy. Is it it's, it's not Cheyenne No, it's not Cheyenne Jackson. He plays like this benefactor who comes in to renovate the Hotel Cortez and Lady Gaga convinces him to marry her even though he's gay. And yep. you're like, whoa, Lady Gaga's got that power. Yeah. Kathy Bates' son committed suicide in this hotel. Mm-hmm. And he OD'd. Yes. Yeah. And she then killed herself to stay in the hotel. No, because he's a vampire, remember? Oh yeah, that's He's right. a vampire. He didn't OD. He just became a vampire to be with Lady Gaga and then Lady Gaga gets bored of him and is like, eh, whatever, go yeah. away. And and so Kathy Bates is like, I'm going to be the front desk lady because my son hates me and I'm going to try and be around him all the time. Great season. Great season. Then we get into what I know will be your least favorite season. The downfall. My Roanoke Nightmare. It's about a lost civilization, hauntings, and also serial killers. Basically, it starts out as like a documentary type thing. It's like something that you would see on True TV. It's like going through and there's actors portraying people. Basically, it's this couple who moved into this house that all these murders happened in and they were being tortured by tortured souls kind of thing. Cuba Gooding Jr. is in it. Lady Gaga makes a a little brief appearance. Sarah Paulson. And basically, once it gets through the fact that they were doing this reenactment, they decide to invite all the actors back to this house to like do some kind of weird get back together thing. And Kathy Bates plays the butcher basically is crazy. Yes. Like she played this part and then she can't like get it out of her system. All these murders are happening to all of these actors. Angela Bassett is in it as well, if I remember correctly. I really just... I didn't like this season at all. And I think the beginning of me not liking this season was because they changed the intro. They did. Because the intro for American Horror Story... It's iconic. It's iconic. They play the same song. They show the most grotesque, weird things. And the sounds that you hear is just like, I don't like it. They're playing one of the, like the same tune, but it's like, my Roanoke Nightmare will return. And you're like, wait, but where's the beginning credit scene where we're supposed to get scared? Cheyenne Jackson is in it. He plays the producer. Producer. He's the most beautiful man I've ever seen in my whole life. Christine loves him so much. I love Cheyenne Jackson. I follow him and his beautiful family on Instagram. And I know he's gay, but he's so nice to look at. Like, I don't know how old he is. He might be my over 50 person if he 
he's over Maybe 50. Your old man crush. <laughs> I guess. But Cheyenne, if you hear this, I love you. I love you so much. Um, and I don't think you look 50. Anyways. <laughs> that was the it beginning was, of the end for me. It was it was the and I was like, I don't I kind of don't want to watch the rest of the seasons now because that one sucked. But because it was something that Julie and I did together, I was like, well, I don't want to not Right. see it with her right. so we're like we'll give it we'll give it another shot enter, enter cult cult this was going on when the elections were going on and everything with donald trump and hillary clinton was happening and he won the presidency they just turned it into a political bullshit season yes so it was called cult but it dealt in the very beginning with phobias yes like, um, phobias of holes and things. What is that called? Tryptophobia. Tryptophobia. Fear of clowns. Fear of, you know, just being alone in public. Uh, Chaz Bono is in this yeah. season. Chaz did um, a great job. Yeah. So Evan Peters has blue hair in this season for reasons unknown. He basically, once Donald Trump wins, he like freaks the fuck out and tries to create this cult basically, of dudes who are, like, all against women, and they're going to take over the world, basically. Yeah. So this is also the season where Billy Lord... Makes her debut. Makes her debut. Who, yeah, if she, you don't know who Billy Lord is, she is Carrie Fisher's daughter. Oh. She plays Evan Peters' sister, and she has her hand in, basically, the whole thing. She doesn't know it's a, a cult against women. She ends up being the nanny for Sarah Paulson's character's son and she ends up doing a whole bunch of messed up stuff yeah like showing him things that he's not supposed to see she also kind of seduces sarah paulson's wife because they're a lesbian couple yes and then you have uh, Billy Eichner and <sighs> Leslie Grossman oh my God. as their super weird neighbors. They're I love them so, so much. amazing together, though. And then you come to find out that the only reason they're married is because they were best friends and they didn't really want people to know that Billy Eichner's character was gay. And it's like, well, it's obvious. Right. <laughs> no offense, Billy Eichner, but you don't yeah. do a great job of playing a straight person. <laughs> yeah, that, that was probably the best part of that season honestly. Yeah. They get this cult together and they're like going to kill their neighbors and stuff. And it's just really awkward. It wasn't the worst season in my opinion, but it definitely was not the best. I still didn't want to give it a chance for season eight. I'm glad we did. I'm glad we did because it kind of redeemed itself a little bit. They brought back, uh, so season eight was called Apocalypse. Basically they brought back characters from Murder House, Coven. It was basically kind of just bringing back those characters and going along with some of the same storylines as yeah. well. The Coven people come back because the end of days kind of prophecy happening. Everything. I mean, like, the world basically ends. Like, all these nukes are going off. Yeah. There are a, gr a select group of people that were brought to this underground bunker that is being run by Sarah Paulson's character. She plays two characters mm -hmm. in this season, which is really weird. But she's, it's run by this woman. All of these people were brought in there for a reason. They go through that and you find out the history of this place. And then you also have Cody Fern, who is amazing. He plays basically the Antichrist. Yes. And he, this is totally off topic, but if there were anybody that would ever play Lestat in any other oh, movie, yeah. he should be it. Because he does such an amazing job playing just a complete and total dickhead. And those of you who don't know who Lestat is, 
he's interview in, with a vampire with a vampire yes go educate yourself right <laughs> jesus christ so yeah it's basically the end of days and you have the witches from coven and then you have this male coven and billy porter yes billy porter and also uh mr cheyenne jackson again yes there i mean this season for me really kind of brought things back mm-hmm. to where they started and i really appreciated that it could have been better there were elements of it that i really loved and elements of it that I was like, eh, <laughs> I guess I could do without that. Was this also the first season that Evan Peters was not in? Yeah. Yeah, this was the first season that Evan Peters wasn't in, which really bummed me out. I mean, it, it still was a pretty decent season. Yeah. So for me, as soon as Jessica Lange was not in it again, which yeah. was my Roanoke nightmare, I was like, I'm done with this show. Yeah. And then when Evan Peters wasn't in it, I'm like, I'm really done with this show. Yeah. So there is another season, season nine. It's called 1984. It's basically like slasher films. It's like 80 slasher movies. And I watched the first couple episodes and it did not hold my attention. I was not, uh, in, I, I was it. not invested. Yeah. And I get what they were trying to do, but it just wasn't being done well. And it started going downhill for me at my Roanoke Nightmare. And now they're just basically trying to dig themselves out of a hole with me personally. I don't know. Maybe other people like it. But for me, they're just trying to dig themselves out of a hole and it's not working. Yeah. I think that the first five seasons were amazing. I honestly can't say that I disliked any of the first five seasons. But once they hit my Roanoke Nightmare, it just felt... Like, it didn't have the same impact as the rest of the seasons did. Because the rest of the seasons were very unflinching in a lot of the things that they portrayed. I mean, there were some really harsh scenes in a lot of those seasons. And my Roanoke had one scene that I was like, oh, wow, that's a lot. And then the rest of it, it was very, very tame. And it just kind of continued on that cycle with the seventh season. I mean, sure, there were some pretty intense things in cult, but it just didn't have the same feel. It felt like people just kind of gave up and were like, well, let's throw shit at a wall and see what sticks. Yeah. Which is unfortunate because when you have a cast of people like that, you want to use your actors in the best way that you possibly can. And I felt that it just, it wasn't, it wasn't there. Mm -mm. The magic was gone. (laughs) I remember looking at you too, because we were, we were all very upset with it and we all would look at each other and we're like the next episode better be better. (laughs) And I will say that Roanoke was also the first season that my husband started coming over and watching with us. And my husband hates everything. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He really does. Luckily he loves you. Luckily he loves me and that's about it. (laughs) That's all you really need. He also loves Baby Yoda. (laughs) Who doesn't? Right. I saw something the other day, sidetrack, that was like, y'all better be happy that Disney's the one who created Baby Yoda because if it hadn't been HBO, that little shit would have died years ago or like seasons ago. put in a wood chipper I think I saw that. Yeah. So anyways, he started watching during My Roanoke and he was like, what is this? Why am I watching this? You always talk about this and you guys are always on and on about how good this is and this is not good. I was like, well, you need to watch the first couple seasons and you'll understand, which I made him watch the first season and he actually really enjoyed that. I really just, it was the beginning of the end. My Roanoke was. And I kind of wanted to find Ryan Murphy and shake him. Yeah. And be like, dude, who who is telling you... Who is your daddy and what does he do? Who is telling you that you can't do the things that you used to do? Because they're wrong. 
And FX is pretty known for housing a lot of content that a lot of other cable networks wouldn't necessarily house because it is a lot more adult, I think. Even so, like, you pushed the boundaries before. Continue to push them. And people, I think a lot of people said that, oh, well, Apocalypse was, you know, that was really hardcore. I was like, have you seen Murder House? Mm -hmm. Have you have you seen that? It really didn't capture the same essence that the first five seasons have. So we're going to rate them. Yeah. And, and I, we're going to give our reasons why we're rating them. So do you want to go first? Yeah. Okay. Number one for me, my favorite that I will watch probably again and again is Murder House. Mm-hmm. Because it introduced me to American Horror Story, and I was so afraid. I had to watch it in the freaking daylight. I know. (laughs) Like, even the beginning cover art was the rubber band, basically, Mm -hmm. kind of, like, floating on top of Carrie, or Carrie, Connie Britton's character. Mm -hmm. And that, just to me, the imagery was just like, (gasps) do you want to say you're number one? Why don't you go all... You want me to do the whole list? Yeah, do the whole list. All right, number two for me, I'm kind of going in order right now, is Asylum, because I actually really am not into demon possession, but... (laughs) Super into demon I'm possession. I'm super into demon possession, you guys. But, like, the horror movies that have to deal with nuns and, like, psychological things, like, I feel like Asylum really embodied that for me. Mm-hmm. Number three is actually Freak Show. I was obs- I was obsessed with Freak Show. Petit was amazing. I love her so much. I like just the storyline. Twisty the Clown was super creepy. Mm-hmm. I felt like these first three for me were just the creepy factor was very on. high. Yeah. Very high for me. I would scream every time Twisty the Clown was on. Dandy was just such a character that was just so twisted mm-hmm. and creepy creepy that his spoiler alert his death even when he died you're like it's not good enough he needs to die better right so yeah number three for me was freak show number four was coven because i i did like it i like magic magic i like magic i i I would like the idea of being able to move things with my mind and stopping time and, and being a part of a coven you know, which is basically like your family who has powers like you and nobody else understands you. And also the the whole voodoo thing was pretty cool, but it definitely wasn't my favorite season. Mm-hmm. I thought it was pretty good, but it just, it wasn't my favorite. Number five being season five, uh, which was Hotel. I loved Lady Gaga. I think she did an amazing job. They introduced Cheyenne Jackson to the whole American Store Horror Story family, who I love, and I said that earlier. I like that they brought in vampires. I liked that there were it dealt with hauntings people staying in the hotel that later would never leave and then uh number six for me was apocalypse because i actually liked that they tied in previous seasons and the storyline though it wasn't perfect i thought did a better job than my two least favorite which were cult and roanoke cult because it just didn't hold my attention all that much. And I liked the fact that they brought in phobias because I find phobias very fascinating. And as we said in the Manny Moore versus the Sharks episode, both Julie and I have thassled the thope. Said the reperida. That's what we've got. Thassalophobia. Uh, um, So I think that P- it brought in phobias that I hadn't heard of, mm-hmm. like the, the one with the holes. I thought that was so strange. And I actually know somebody with that phobia. Yeah. 
And come to find out, those iPhones that have the three different holes mm-hmm. are freaking people out. Oh, yeah. They don't like that at all. Yeah. So, Colt being my number seven and Roanoke being number eight because Roanoke fucking sucked. Yeah. It was <laughs> terrible. All right. So, my number one is hotel. And really? Yes, because... Because of Gaga? Partially because of Gaga. Because she was so good. Yeah. Like, I really respect Lady Gaga as a musician. I respect any musician that plays their own instruments and writes their own music. I know she doesn't write all of her music, but I do appreciate that. And she's actually a really fantastic singer. I also just loved the story. I loved the inclusiveness of the serial killer aspect. That really was great for me. James March. James March. I also really love just... The cast was amazing. It just, it freaked me out because there were so many random things that were going on with the guy living in the mattress Mm. and the dude with the drill dick was pretty (laughs) crazy too. I think this is also my favorite Evan Peters, which I kind of have a weird crush on Evan Peters. Don't call it a weird crush. It's a crush. It's a crush. Call a spade a spade. (laughs) And I just, he was so good in this role. All around was a really, really great season. My favorite episode though is the Devil's Night episode where they get all of the serial killers together for dinner. Mm -hmm. That is my favorite episode in that entire season. (laughs) So my number two is Murder House because like Christine said, it introduced me. It it introduces American Horror Story. It is the one that started it all. It's got Jessica Lange who I love dearly in everything that she does but I think this was honestly one of her best roles. It just had so much weird stuff in it that it just kept my weird little brain enraptured the entire time. My number three is Asylum. I have always been very fascinated by mental institutions. They freak me out and they fascinate me at the same time. This just really sort of quenched that fascination that I had. Plus Jessica Lange, again, she's just so good in every single season she's in. And every scene she's in, she steals it. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's no more evident than in this season, I think. So my number four is Freak Show. Mostly because I love freak shows. One of my favorite movies is Freaks. (laughs) Very, very old movie. They pay homage to. They do. They, at one point, they do the one of us, one of us, goobble gobble, goobble gobble. Yeah. And that, and that was really cool. I really appreciated that little nod. I felt that this season was very unique from the other seasons because they did do so many different storylines and they included Dandy and they included this whole other storyline with Jessica Lange and something really awful happened to her and... She was supposed to be part of a snuff film. Yeah, and she lost her leg. (laughs) But she survived. But she survived and I mean, it's just a really, really great season. Plus, you have, you know, covers of... Fiona Apple's Criminal, and then you have a cover of Nirvana's Teen Spirit, Smells Like Teen Spirit, which are both really, really great scenes. So then my number five is Coven. I liked this season, but I really don't like Emma Roberts. I don't (laughs) like her. I don't like her as an actress. I don't like her as a person. Because she beat up Evan Peters. Yes. I I just don't like her. And so when she's in things, I don't want to watch it. Or I don't at least want to watch any scenes with her in it. What saved this season for me was Kathy Bates Mm -hmm. and Angela Bassett because they were so good. And I think that this is honestly Jessica Lange's best work in this entire series. I think she does 
such an amazing job and she's such a bitch, but I love her so much for it. And then my number six is Apocalypse. That's the only one we've matched so far. Yep. Because (laughs) it, it really, uh, it tried so hard to bring everything back full circle, which it did a pretty decent job of. It didn't quite get it. It was almost there but it didn't quite bring it back for me. There were elements that I was like, oh, I remember this, or oh, wow, I didn't think they'd bring it back to this, but they did, and you know, I guess this was their way of trying to save it because I think they realized after Roanoke because people hated that season. They hated it, mm-hmm. and they were very vocal about it. Wasn't it wasn't just us. wasn't just us. People hated that season, and they were very vocal about it. That's why in Cult, they brought back <laughs> the intro, Mm-hmm. The opening credits because they realized that people really, really loved that. So then um, my next one is Cult because it, it was there, I guess. And then, of course, my last one is Roanoke because fuck Roanoke. Yeah. Because that was, to me, the downfall of American Horror Story. And I felt like that was Ryan Murphy being like, I'm going to do what I want to do. It didn't work. Bro, it didn't work. You had a formula and you should have stuck to it. The formula was working. It was working. I mean, you had so many amazing seasons. And with the success of season five, because I think that was by far their most successful season. Well, it was all Gaga. And it was all Gaga. (laughs) I mean, we'll we'll call it what it is. It was all Gaga, but you kept with the formula of the other seasons. Mm -hmm. And then I think season six was your like, well, I don't want to do this anymore. So I'm going to make what I want to make. And it didn't work. It was Kevin Smith's tusk. It really was. (laughs) That God, that movie. We could do a whole episode on that movie. Oh, we should. But like that season for me, I felt actually as somebody who was a fan of this show for a very long time, I felt kind of slighted by it. I felt like it It was was a a, personal attack. It was a real slap in the face to people who had been a fan of the show for a very long time. And I felt like Ryan Murphy was very unapologetic for it until he got called out by people saying this season was terrible. Mm -hmm. And then he changed his tune with cult and went back to the formula, but it just, it really wasn't enough to save it. Those are our rankings. Well, thanks for stopping by guys. Yeah. Really good of you to hang with us because I know this was a little bit longer of an episode. And our brains were kind of all over the place. (laughs) Yeah, trying to condense down eight seasons of multiple episodes without giving a whole lot away, but also giving you an idea of what the seasons were about, why we liked them, why we didn't. I I feel like we did an okay job. I think like we did too. Be on the lookout for another episode that's going to be coming later. We're going to be discussing Krampus. Krampus with Adam Scott. With Adam Scott and also, what is her name? Tony Collette. <laughs> Sorry. I wow. Can't, I can't think of her name. Tony Collette is in it as well. And she's not on a ceiling this time. No, she isn't. So we're going to be talking about that. I think in that episode, we're also going to talk maybe about some more, like just a, a few of our personal favorite Christmas horror movies. Ooh, maybe. Yeah. Or just Christmas movies. Just Christmas movies in general. As always, please go follow us on our socials. Our Instagram is Best Friends Horror Story. I am Living Dead Girl Jules. I'm Christine the Genie. And then our Twitter, BF Horror Story um, on Twitter. Please go follow us. We are gaining followers actually rather steadily and everybody is so engaged and I love it so much. And speaking of followers, I would love to do an episode maybe after the start of the new year is if you, I want to 
do a questions episode. Yes. Where people send in questions for us personally, questions of things that maybe you want us to review or our thoughts on certain horror movies or series. Yes. I would I would love to do a questions episode. Yeah. We'll probably post that most likely on like Instagram or Twitter and you guys can ask us all the questions and we will answer as truthfully as we can <laughs> or as we want to for to that matter. To the best matter. of our ability. Yes. You know, we're available on all of the things. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Music, all that good stuff. So Hopefully please... you're listening on one of those. Right? Right? <laughs> Hopefully you're listening on one of those. And yeah, just please like and review us. Do all that good stuff. It makes it easier for people to find us. Please re- tell us, tell your friends about us. Yes. Share, share. Share. Subscribe. <laughs> subscribe. Right. Hit the button. Do all the things. <laughs> uh, thank you guys so much for stopping by and we will see you in the next episode. Okay, bye. Okay, bye.